is up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I am Shannon. And I'm Gail. Thank you for being here. I feel like it's been so long since we recorded, but it really, it's only been a week. It's like It's been it, over. Because we recorded on Monday last week. Okay, we did it early. And we didn't hang out this weekend. Yes, yeah, so I feel like kind of sad. It feels that much longer. It was kind of sad. It does. But it feels like it was a very, very long time for that reason. Yeah, you're not wrong. I missed you. Mathematically, it's been, it's been a it's while. It's been so long. I know. How was um, how was Nashville? It was amazing. I loved it. How was the weather? Cold. Was it? It gets... Okay, so the thing about Nashville is that it gets to be like in the 30s. Like It'll snow there. Oh, gross. The month of December, like I'm talking 40s. Like I think we had one day that was like low 50s, but mostly 40s and kind of cold. Better than Boston. Town? Tore up the town. Broadway. I was on a... um, Work trip? Yeah, I was on a work trip, but it felt like a world tour a little bit. Like, I just feel like whenever I go down to another office or travel for work, you're like, okay, I want to see everyone. I want to do everything. But the one thing I never prioritize is, like, my sleep. So I was running off, like, four hours of sleep every single night. And I feel like when I got home this weekend, I was like, okay... I'm exhausted. I'm on my last leg. And then I remembered that I was going to Contessa for um, <sighs> my best friend Liz's birthday that night. So I was like, we've got to rally. We've got to keep going. There was a holiday party Saturday. I had to keep going like into this week. Last, last night, promotion dinner. Tomorrow night, holiday party. Some people say that the summers are their craziest times. For me, it's December. The party girl era. It's it, upon us. Isn't it's it happened. so funny how people can function at different wavelengths well wavelengths but like hours of sleep like you say four hours of sleep and I'm like that's one hour less than I am averaging that is crazy to me because I feel like right now I feel unhinged and unwell but like in a good way but like very very unwell and I you're on adrenaline I yeah like I need to sleep for like you know four to five days to like feel normal again and I will Every January we get there, right? But like I'm like a seven to eight hours of sleep girly. Like that's that's where I live in the optimal. Seven hours is a good night for me. Seven for me is like, all right, seven. I wake up a little tired. We're just getting by. Eight is perfect. Nine, a dream. Like a true dream. Like if I have nine hours of school night though. It doesn't happen. so hard. Obviously on a school night. But like if it did, like if there was a night where I went Mm -hmm. to bed at 10 – and woke up at, I guess, like, I guess just, like, wouldn't happen. Woke up at 7, which can't physically happen. So I guess went to bed at 9 and woke up at 7. Oh. How many hours? That's 10? That's, that's 9, right? Am I? <laughs> that's 10. No, 10. No, wow, you do need sorry. Sleep. Went to bed at 9, <laughs> woke up at 6 is what I meant to say. If I did master that, like, that, I would wake up feeling amazing. But yeah. you never do. Like, no one's going to sleep at 9. Oh. So you operate off of, like, 5 hours of sleep. Typically. I would say it's it's usually closer to six, but like there was a time in my life when it was like five hours every single night and I was like, fine. You were fine. Yeah. And then I got into a relationship and like naturally just went to bed earlier. Yeah. I It's so interesting because some of my coworkers are the same way where they're like, one time I was talking about getting eight hours of sleep and they were like, what's wrong with you? Like, that's too much sleep. That's too much. Well, I was like, no, morning, I feel well rested. You're like tired. <laughs> if I get eight hours of sleep, I wake up feeling amazing. Like, if I get, like, five, I wake up feeling terrible. But they were like, oh, no, I get five hours, I feel normal. So you it's, like, You know what weird. it is. It's not how many hours of sleep. Well, like, obviously, to a degree. It's when you wake up, what phase of REM are you in? Yes. Like, there are, I don't, don't, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. You're not. I don't know which phase is the best phase to wake up in, but, like, obviously, like, you go through REM multiple times a night. Yeah, and then, like, the deep sleep and the light sleep. Yeah, like, I forget which one you're supposed to wake up in, but if you do it wrong, like, your whole morning could be ruined. Uh, It's so accurate because that happens. Are we a sleep podcast now? (laughs) We should just start a sleep podcast. Like, (laughs) I feel like we don't have very soothing voices, though. I don't think oh people God. would imagine. You're we just so like right. people instead of first thing Monday morning, we have our podcast come out on like a Sunday evening at like 8 p.m. And it's like, wait, welcome what, to your sleep What if we podcast. did a podcast whispering the entire time? The entire time. No, people. Oh, my gosh. I hate it. I, I literally I won't be able to listen <laughs> to that again. Like, I, mean, I got like creeped out. But 
it's so true because apparently there's times, apparently, there's times throughout the night where you're like obviously in REM and you're dreaming, but there's other times where you're like in such a light sleep that like anything could wake you up. And then other times when you're like in your deep sleep and everyone goes through this every single night. But there have been times, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, where I've kind of like naturally woken up, like even ahead of my alarm because I was in a light sleep and something just woke me up. Usually anxiety and I feel, does that <laughs> And I feel good or like my alarm goes off and I'm like, wait, I actually feel good. But then I remember, I'm like, oh, I guess I could sleep another 30 minutes. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like in a deep sleep. And when I wake up, I feel terrible exactly. and exhausted. And I'm always like, why didn't I just wake up 30 minutes ago when I actually mm-hmm. felt good and didn't try to sneak in those last 30 minutes? They'll get you, you know? Yeah. Um. Let's dress the elephant in the room. Okay. Okay. I'm like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that might be. When you were in Nashville, you texted me something really mean. Oh, yeah. Like, really mean. I texted you right afterwards, though, before you even saw it so that you wouldn't panic. No, I saw it. Oh, you did. Like, like so I was at my work holiday party, which, by the way, it was at Prima. I went for the first time in Did you like it? Love. Loved. First of all, like, the aesthetic of the place is so cute. They have a back bar, like a bar in the back, whatever, that's even cuter than the main dining room. But, like, they have a huge, nice bar in the main dining Highly recommend. I've heard good things about Highly it. Highly recommend. Okay, it's we have Italian to Italian steakhouse. Um, food was bomb. Highly recommend. Okay. Um, but that's neither here nor So I was at my work holiday party. That's okay. why I was delayed in answering you. But I saw it, like, maybe, like, five, ten minutes later, and I was like, okay, I'm not dealing with this right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you, like, double-texted, like, 30 minutes later, and I didn't see it for the rest of the night. So the whole night of my holiday party, I was like, wow, Shannon's fake. <laughs> you d- you knew I was kidding. No, wait, yeah. I am in Nashville at my, like, Nashville work holiday party. Yeah. And it's it's weird. I don't usually get embarrassed. Like, I feel like typically, like, I'm not, like, an embarrassed person. A few times I can count on my hands that, like, I got embarrassed one time was really? when I was at— That's it? Well, no, there's probably a lot more. But, like, the ones that stick out to me Mm. is, like, Texas Roadhouse for my birthday where they tried to get me on, like, the saddle. Like, I was super embarrassed. That is mortifying. Anyways, I'm at the Nashville holiday party sitting at this table, and it's, like, a big group of people. And they were talking about, like, like, someone brought up the podcast. As one does. I don't typically talk about the podcast. Me neither. With people that I work with. Same. With the exception of, like, a few of the girls that are, like— Friends. Or, like— and like we hang out like maybe outside of work right. too. Every now and then I might be like, oh yeah, like we talked about this on the pod. But even honestly, even then I don't really talk about it. I feel like there's like a separation of church and state. It's like, it's just different. So I never talk about it. And someone was like, just asking me questions about like, you know, when you guys record, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden it's like, I get this like influx of questions. And before I know it, it's like- Like an interrogation? Too, like kind of like, you know, <laughs> at first they're like, oh, like when do you record? How does it work? Is it like, is it easy? Is it hard? Like what? whatever. And that was fine. But then all of a sudden, like one of my other coworkers is like, um, who reports to me, he goes, yeah, he's like, I have something to admit. He's like, I, I listened oh to- Oh my God, a guy? Um, he's, like, I li- he's like, I listened to your like engagement episode. And I, I just oh. was like- what? That makes sense. I was like, why? Like, why would you do that? And I just got super red. And he was like, yeah, like I was, you know, driving like, you know, somewhere and I just like listened to it and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like wondering about this. And then this other guy who reports to me goes, yeah, I'm not going to lie. He's like, all right, Shannon, when I found out we were going to be working together, oh, no. he was like, I didn't know you so well. So I went. He did his due I diligence. I found your podcast and I listened to the first 20 episodes. <laughs> Oh, no, that was, that was what it did me in because we talked about it. The first 20 episodes of Drinks After Work. Can we archive that? Honestly, should be archived, deleted, burned. Like the same w- manner in which I deleted my Twitter that I'm very thankful <laughs> never saw the light of day because of all the stupid shit I would tweet in high school that was embarrassing. We should delete the first 20 episodes of this podcast. If it I wasn't for like you. the story and like the, all right, like, you know, the progress and maybe one day it's cute. We were we were drunk. <laughs> we were stupid. We didn't know what we were saying. We were scripted. It was uh, naked and afraid. I, we were scared. We were stuttering and like I know, it was so bad. slurring our words cuz we would literally have to take shots before recording cuz it was so terrifying that 
I don't even know what we said. Anyway, so this is someone who like reports to me and he's like, yeah, I wanted to know like what your vibe was, what you were about. So I listened to the first 20 episodes and I was like, why the first 20? I got so awkward. And then someone else is like, yeah, not going to lie. Like I've listened, I listened to a few of the first ones too. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm hyperventilating. And I was like, that's it. Like, I can't work under these conditions. Like I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to quit my podcast. And they were like, they were like, Blah, blah, like, no, you're not. I was like, I'm texting my co-host right now that I'm going to quit. I was like, I can't handle this. And I texted you. <laughs> but then I texted you five minutes later. And I was like, just kidding. Mm, it was more like 30. No, it was five. I'll pull up gonna, the Are you going to fact check Yeah, me? yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, maybe, maybe. No, I wouldn't do that to I, you. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't love that your first instinct is to quit the pod and not your... Not okay, not it was 15. Team. I guess we were right between, yeah. I know I should have been like, like I, quit, I was here first, I quit this job. How long have you known them? Like five minutes, that's true. Yeah, no offense. I'm, I'm glad we have Nashville listeners. It oh, was fun. fight or flight in the moment. I'll let, I'll let it slide. It's fine. Um, I have been up to a whole lot of nothing. Okay, uh, how do you, how does, <laughs> how does that make you feel? <laughs> oh, no, it's great. <laughs> okay, because I was like. Thinking about this weekend and how I you seem have great every single day. And yeah. I was like, Ugh, okay. Gross. Every single day I have something to do, but like, thankfully it's all fun stuff. But well, <laughs> this past weekend, what day was it? I watched Leave the World Behind on Netflix. What Please is, tell me you've heard about it. No. <sighs> when did it come? Is it new? Yeah, it's brand new. It's all anyone's talking about. You know, I don't watch talk. anything new. I know you're gonna hate it, but it's so good. Is it scary? No. Is no. it dark? Is it like creepy? Is it is it like is it gonna make me cry? No. So then why would I hate it? I don't know. Is it about aliens? Like no. I, I don't like aliens. No. Okay. So it's okay. about this family. They so they're from. It's a, it's like set in New York. It's set in Long Island specifically. Long Island. Long Island. Um, and they they live in the city, and the family wanted a vacation, so they rented an Airbnb for the weekend in Long Island, and. While they're there, they're there for like literally a day. That night, the first night that they're there, the owner of the Airbnb and his daughter knock on the door and they're like, hey, there's like a like a outage. Like we were driving to the city for the weekend and like our phone stopped working. Like there's no Wi-Fi signal. There's no GPS. There's nothing like it's a blackout. Like, can we can we sleep here? And they're like, what the hell? Like, uh no, like get out, like go to a hotel. They're they were like, like, so just random people were like, there's a blackout, can we sleep here? Yeah, okay. but they were the owners of the Airbnb. And so long story short, like it turns out that like it's this whole like conspiracy of like turning the country against one another, like a civil war. So like basically like the government shuts down satellite. Dude, I just relearned what satellite was when I was watching this. Like I was like, what satellite was? Yeah, like like a, you know like, like a, a physical satellite, satellite, like yeah, in space. Yeah, like I forgot that for- like. Okay, you forgot. Exists. You forgot about satellites. Yeah, and I like, like you. Like, you go most days without thinking, thinking about. Yeah, it's yeah. not my Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I was like, oh my god, like I forgot that there's like satellite. Um, so that they didn't even have satellite. That's how like much of a blackout it was. And so basically, they're saying like, okay, like no Wi-Fi, no GPS no satellite, no nothing. So there's no means of communication with anything. There's no TV. There's no Netflix. Like, you can't do anything other than just sit in silence with your family and, like, just exist. And so basically it's like, okay, we're going to isolate them. So the entire country is isolated because they have no forms of community. They have no idea what's going on because there's no news. Right. There's this blackout and they don't know what's going on. And no one knows why. No one knows why. No one knows anything. They don't know if it's an, an attack. They don't know anything. And then basically... It's just, like, weird stuff keeps going on. Like, a hundred deers, like, show up in their backyard, and it's literally, like, the deers are trying to warn the humans, like, something is happening, like, whatever. And then, um, like, this, like, hot, which would trigger me so bad, high-pitched ringing noise, like, came out of nowhere. Um, Freaking, like, oil tankers in the ocean were beaching on land. Like, planes were falling out of the sky. Like, it was like the world was ending. And no one knew why. And so they create hysteria, obviously. Yeah, people are freaking out. People are freaking out. And then and then all of a sudden, flyers from an airplane come down, like thousands of flyers from the air. Half the country has like this flyer written in some language. I don't know. The other half gets like flyers written in Korean. And so everyone's thinking like, oh, my God. 
we're being attacked by the Koreans. Oh my God. And then the other half of the country thinks, oh my God, we're being attacked by, by like, like another country. Another country. Yeah. And so there's mis- misinformation. So half the country doesn't know what's going on. They have one idea of what's going on. Neither of them are true. And then basically the whole like plot of the story is like you like it's so like the whole thing is like a civil war. So like basically like people start turning on each other. Like neighbors are like fighting with each other because like this one kid, he needs medicine. So they go to the neighbor's house and they're like, no, get off my lawn. Like it's insane. And then the the, the ending is so bad. Like there's bad. this bunker. Yeah, there's this bunker. And like basically you, we don't know if they all made it to the bunker. Like some billionaire made a bunker, but like we don't know what happened to the billionaire. Like he wasn't in the house, but then one person finds the bunker. But then what about the rest of the family? Like it's a mystery. Wait, it's the ending's bad and like a it wasn't a, a good cliffhanger. Ending. It wasn't a good ending, or like it was a good ending. It just Both. pissed you off. Okay. Pissed me off. Okay, so, it is so you good. don't fully know how like what happened, but no. like where like was the world actually ending, or was the whole thing like conspired by the government? Conspired by the government, and so nothing bad was actually happening. I think like the whole, no. What? Well, I mean, like bad stuff was happening, but like it wasn't like uh like it wasn't like another country attacking us. It was literally the government. Oh, like purposely Wait, and, trying to turn people against each and other. And what? What did you say? I was gonna say, um, guess who? Guess who helped produce it? Who? Guess. Just guess. Guess who? Kanye West. <laughs> no. Barack Obama. Oh. So I guess this used to be, a, or not used to be, this was a book first. So okay. it got turned into a movie. And he, like, I, I don't know if he, like, was passionate about the book or something, but he helped produce it because he wanted it to be as realistic as possible. Like, he learned what, like, he put his learnings from being president into this movie. Like, this is what's going to happen. Like, if there were, there there was, like, a national blackout what the heck crazy and at the end people are like dying no not really it's just like so then why they have to go to a bunker just to i don't know that's crazy oh and oh and if you have a white a white tesla i would sell it personally because so basically another thing that they do is they program i don't know who they is (laughs) ashley and austin have a white tesla oh my god do they no i knew they had a tesla i didn't think it was white is it Oh, no. Guys, sell it. Sell it. So basically, the government programs every single white Tesla to crash, and so no one can get in or out of the city. Wait, So, like, people on Long Island, like, they tried to escape Long Island to go back to the city or, like, go to New Jersey, and they couldn't leave where they were. It was insane. Wait. And it was only white Teslas. Like, you literally see, like, this one scene, like, hundreds and hundreds of Teslas just blocking in the highway. Oh my gosh! It was it was insane. I need, you're like you did a good job. I don't think I did. I don't think I did this movie. No, justice. no, no. Like, I feel like I don't fully know what the movie. Like, I would still watch the movie oh, after you, you describing it. You but should. you did a good job being so excited that maybe we can create like a movie, like movies, <laughs> like a movie podcast. Like, here's the movies that that we like. And, and it's like spooky? four movies that I've ever watched. What? What's spooky is that the daughter in the movie is obsessed with the show Friends. Oh. And it, I just think it's like very weird because obviously Matthew Perry just died. Oh, oh, and I forgot to tell you that the main character is Julia Roberts, which is like sick. Yeah. Like, I like her. And then I forget who the other main character is, but Kevin Bacon's in it. Those are the only two actors that I knew that were in it. I don't know the rest of the cast. But, like, I mean, if Julie Roberts is in it, I'd give it a shot. That's personally. a good point. All right. Well, watch the movie. It's so good. 15% of the proteins, pro- proteins, proceeds <laughs> will go to Abby. So make sure that you watch it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. And also just one more thing. Yeah. Um, I was scrolling TikTok, as as I do. As and does. I like came across this TikTok and in the comments, like someone was talking about this girl's dad and like how like I guess like he was like the main character of the video and like how like everyone loves him. But then this one commenter was like, Yeah, but like why did he repost this? Like that's mad weird. And so like you go onto like his profile, whatever, and he reposted like this weird video of young girls dancing. Whatever. So I was like, Holy shit, like I like repost. I, how do you repost? I go to my TikTok. I've reposted like yeah. four of the most randomest things that I don't even remember You know watching. why? Because I think the repost button is like such an easy button you can click and it just reposts without you like confirming anything. Like there was one time like I was scrolling through TikTok and I watched a video and I I was either trying to like click on like the tag or like yeah. their name or something. I'm pretty sure I clicked repost because it's like right there. And it it's not like a 
conscious. Like I remember just like clicking it. All of a sudden, I saw like video reposted like at the top, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Like I didn't mean to do that. I didn't even I know like how easy. to. I had to like literally look into how to find it on my profile because it's a different like tab. The, the repost is kind of dangerous, and TikTok I feel like knows what they're doing because like they don't really ask you to like confirm that you want to repost. Like they yeah, just like it just kind of like does it when you like click the button, and I feel like the button is kind of easy to miss. That you're I even still click. don't know where it is. I don't know how, but like one time I did it by accident too. You know what it is? The TikTok repost is going to be equivalent to like the Instagram like, the like Facebook, um, the someone. Facebook like reshare or like whatever that's yeah. called. Where like you can like figure things out about people without them needing to do anything. Like I think about this all the time. I scroll through TikTok or I scroll through Instagram yeah. and like you you see like, you know, the IG model who's like, you know, has got it going on 18 million followers and gets like 2 million likes on her posts. Oh. And it's always like the same guys that it'll be like liked by, you know, John, Mike Malak, whatever. <laughs> yep. And 2 million others. And it's fine if it's like, you know, Mike Malak or Logan Paul liking it. But when it's a guy that like, you know, it's always so awkward because you're like, oh, this guy just likes yeah. all these girls like pictures. Like it's it's a weird dynamic. And it I always wonder, does the guy know that the whole world can see that? Because oh, Instagram always question. tells you like the person that you have in common is it's gonna be like, oh, liked by Ace Cerisi and two two million others or True. whatever. It's like everyone can see that. Do they know and do they just not care? Or do they like think that no one notices? Because like I notice we all notice, just like people notice what you're doing on Venmo. People <laughs> notice what you're doing now on TikTok too. Like without you needing to post anything, it's so embarrassing. Just like your likes, your reposts, like tells you everything that you need to know about someone. Oh, that was that. The was, more you know, it was a lot. I was like, wow, I this is embarrassing, and I unposted them all. I don't even know how I did that either. But God, I'm getting old. No, it's okay. It happens to all of us. Um, all right, let's dive into drunk deets. Okay, the this, time has come. Uh, has it? This one is okay. This drunk deet is just like, why not me? Okay, yeah, yeah. why not me? So, you know, the brand Hermes, Hermes, whatever. So, an Hermes air <laughs> is leaving. Okay, mind you, he's 80 years old, so he's probably gonna croak like any second. Okay, he's leaving his 11 billion dollar fortune to his gardener wow wait that warms my heart Ugh. that makes me so happy so he doesn't have a wife or kids so right. it kind of makes sense like ooh, like where was it gonna go but the thing is he had plans it was gonna go to some like i don't know charity or something something where like the money was probably gonna be like embezzled is that the word yeah 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 probably <laughs> like, like some sort of like weird like money laundering scheme. yeah yeah like, like whatever. as they typically do so this guy, the gardener, he's 51 years old. He's married and has two kids. And this guy, his name, the billionaire, his name is Nicholas. I don't know how to say his last name. Puch? Yeah. Puch? 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 Yeah. P-U-E-C-H. He um, is going to legally adopt him as oh. an adult. Oh. In order to make this happen. Oh, because like otherwise it can't be. You can't I just leave someone in your will. I guess not. You would think. I'm pretty sure you can. I mean, you. I don't know. So he. Like, I know that if they're like alive, like you can only gift up to a certain amount, and like maybe something about, like being taxable. I'm sure it was for tax reasons, but like maybe. that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've never really thought about. I've never thought about an adult adoption, and like obviously here in the U.S., I feel like the cutoff is 18. Once you turn 18, you're considered an adult. Yeah, but in Switzerland, I mean, they said it's like a very Ex extremely rare occurrence that it happens, but it doesn't sound like it's not impossible. Wow. There are stories like that that make me really happy. I know. Like, this this guy, so he's 80 years old. He probably has, like, I don't know, maybe, like, five years left in him. Maybe. I You're, like, like talking about 80 like it's 100. <laughs> like, he might have 20. He might. He might, yeah, if he has good genes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So but this fifty-one-year-old, like he could, he could be a billionaire by the time he hits sixty. That's amazing. Maybe even fifty-five. Oh, well, that that makes me happy. I, yeah, I'm glad it's going to someone who I'm, deserves it. I mean, yeah. I don't know him, but 
that makes me happy because obviously he like probably did such a good job in his role for so long and like now he's getting rewarded he probably obviously never expected it so that's cool do you think there's like terms and conditions though like do you think t's and c's (laughs) oh i like that um do you think there are there has to be probably like about like how he can spend the money like i'm sure it's all outlined in the will it is it is interesting I always think about this, though, like you make $11 billion or like maybe you don't get the full amount, but let's say you make $10 billion. Mm -hmm. It's like I wouldn't know how to act with that much money. Like that's that's more money than like Taylor Swift has and the Kardashians have than like most. true. It's just so much money. It's hard to like it'd be scary and it'd be a lot of responsibility. And the fact that people know this guy's name, I don't like either. True. Then all of a sudden people start coming and finding you. We were talking about the lottery curse. It's scary, which obviously is different because that's like the government. Right. But it's still the same concept. Like people try to find you. It's like it gets creepy. So he's a fifth generation descendant of Terry Hermes, who's like the one that made Hermes in 1837. Wow. So what does that mean, fifth generation descendant? Like he's there. Like that's his great, 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 yeah, great some, grandfather? Something like that. And he probably still like has a part of the company. I don't know how it works, oh. but that is, that's cool. That does warm mm. my heart for the holidays. Um, okay, Vanderpump Rules season 11 trailer just dropped. Whoa. Whoa. I know you're not a Bravo girly, but. Ugh, I want to be a Bravo girly. I like, am, I want to be a part of it. You became one. I one have. day. I woke up when I didn't recognize my friend anymore. I know. I'm not even mad about it because it's so good. I know. It's so good. I, I love Winter House. I love Summer House. You really, like, you start, you got it. I know I'm, you're in. In. I'm in there like you're somewhere. in you're a part of it I love Vanderpump I love the Real Housewives I'm trying to think what else I'm like dabbling in um what's that boat one called oh upper deck or lower deck or something middle deck what's the, it called on the deck under the deck below deck oh my oh, oh, oh that I'm so sorry I literally almost <laughs> just lost my hearing that was that was shocking <laughs> I just got like a jolt up my spine. Wake up. Oh, below, sorry. below deck. Inside voices. Inside voices. Okay. So um, anyways, anyways, the trailer dropped. Back to, v- back to Vanderpump. So yeah, the trailer just dropped. The show is coming out January 30th. And there was... Okay, so what we know is that Rachel, Raquel, whatever you want to call her, is not in this season as far as we know. Like okay. I don't know if she's going to make a sneaky peek appearance. But as right now, she's not. Um, one thing that happened that was significant is Tom Schwartz, not Tom Sandoval. We don't like Tom Tom Sandoval. Tom Schwartz spilled the beans that him and Sheena shared a kiss one time in Vegas, like years ago. Okay. And I know this doesn't mean anything to you, but I really just don't like Sheena. I just don't. You don't like Sheena. I don't. Okay. I, I don't like her. I am. So this season of Winter House, I don't know if any of you guys listening are watching it, but this year, so usually they have like the same cast members each year on Winter and Summer House and like right. they'll alternate out a few people. But for the most part, it's the same. But this year they decided to take people, like they'll take one or two members from each Bravo show and like it's like a... A, a melting pot of like different people from Bravo Network okay. on this season of oh, Winter House. Gotcha. And so Tom Schwartz is in this season and I feel like I've gotten to know him and I actually really like him. I feel like I didn't really care for him before. Like I was like, oh, he's friends with Tom Sandoval. Like he's dead to me, whatever. But like he's kind of growing on me. So that's new. But everyone's freaking out about this kiss that happened. And I mean... I don't know. I don't Do you ever care. wonder, though, like, it's like all these years later, they're like, oh, we shared a kiss in Vegas like a while ago. Not all of a sudden everyone's talking about it right before the new season airs. Yeah, I just think. Like the marketing of it, in a sense. I don't know. I don't watch the show, so. <sighs> I, 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 I don't know why, happens. like, I don't know why it was so relevant, but it is. But again, I'm not an OG, so maybe something happened like 10 million seasons ago that would, like, change my mind. But the one thing that I did want to know, I wanted to flag to flag um, is that so Ariana and Tom Sandoval, yeah, like bought this house together. They share this house like legally. They both have rights to it and they broke up in March and they're still living together. Like 
like they still technically own the house together or they're still literally living together. Like they live so, in the house. Like it's confirmed that they both like come and go from that house. So Tom lives there like year round, 24-7. And at the beginning, like Ariana was in the house and they would have like this like system where like friends or family or someone would like text them like, when they're coming home, when they're leaving, like they would literally try to avoid each other in the hallways. I mean, it's a huge house, so it's like not right. that hard to avoid, um, except for like the kitchen, I guess. Um, but obviously, like, we know that Ariana was on Dancing with the Stars, and she's now going to be on Broadway, so she has to be in New York. So I'm pretty sure she she was getting an Airbnb. She has a boyfriend now, by the way, which I'm so happy oh. for her. Um, she like got an Airbnb when she was filming with Dancing with the Stars, and like now I think she's like moving to New York. But like she wants to sell it, and he won't let her. Oh, isn't that weird? That is weird. That's like an odd vibe. Like, why would you want to keep a house that's full of memories? I know. With your ex, Ugh. why would you want to stay in the house that you shared with your ex? There is something about. I was talking to someone about this the other day about the things that bring back memories, and it's the smallest things it could be like a hairbrush it could be obviously music music is the biggest one but like oh, for me, I smell walk it I was just gonna say I walk into a room and I, I smell like there's like a smell and I can literally go back to like high school and like remember something from my past and just in that instant like you can be happy you can be sad obviously like music is such a big one like I hear a song and oh, I'm just yep. like brought I'm brought back to like that breakup and like all those like devastating feelings or a song I listened to if you know when I was young and I got like cheated on and it's like if that song comes on like I feel this like sense of um like betrayal and like a knot in my stomach from the song yeah. and, and like I have like no none of those feelings anymore like for, forgiven forgotten but like that song brings that back it's just like so crazy so to your point a house like where you physically live yeah. like yeah, I'd want to get out as soon as possible like, it's weird. I don't know if he's, like, doing it to spite her yeah. or – I don't know. But it's, like, what do you do in that point? It's, like, a divorce. Like, you can't get divorced until – unless both parties sign. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't – like, ugh, that shouldn't be allowed. Because some people literally won't sign the paper. Some people literally won't sell their house. It's weird behavior, and I – I freaking hate him. <laughs> I really do. I can't wait for this to come out. I don't know if it's going to drop all at once or it's going to be, like – one week, one episode a week. I hate that bullshit. I hate it. I just want to binge. I don't I know. know. I know. I agree. Okay. I just, another news. I have two more things. I just wanted a quick PSA that anyone but you, the movie with Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Yes. Comes out this Friday. Ugh. And I, I have no idea what this movie's about, first of all. I don't know. and I don't care. All I care about is like, seeing this the romance everyone's been talking about yes yes i like i'm convinced like it grosses me out how affectionate they are like they are like they have to be in love they have to yeah no i agree you know what's interesting is like you can't fake or hide connection yeah it's weird like um okay so i know you're not an outer banks girly but if you were to go back and watch Outer Banks, it is so obvious the first, especially the first season, but also the second season, that John B and Sarah are in love with each other. Like you like can off screen, yeah, because like they start like you know they start dating dur during the um during the the show and like they meet on set. They start dating during season one. They're fully dating season two. Then they break up before season three. But like they're, I mean, obviously they they do a good job in season three. I think trying to pull it off but it's just season one you feel the chemistry like so much it's, it's almost like even when they're in the same room just watching it on tv without even like being near these people the way they look at each other there's just something in their eyes like there's a sparkle Aww. and you feel it and you just know that these people are so into each other they seem so compatible same with season two season three is like obviously like there's like there's really romantic scenes and like very intimate scenes you can just tell that it's gone. Like there's like this scene where they get into this huge Aww. fight and they're getting back together and like he grabs her and they start kissing. And I remember just being like, I don't feel it. I don't know what it was, but I just didn't feel it. And that's after they had broken up and they've like moved on now. 
and they didn't do anything wrong, but it's like that sparkle was gone. Hmm. You can just tell when people have hmm. that chemistry with each other. So I feel like it's it's hard to hide. So like I feel like this movie will be very, very telling, oh, if, very telling. if it's like what everyone is saying is true. Because the pictures look sketchy. But like seeing an actual movie where you're seeing them like behave around each other. Yeah, I need like a behavioral specialist to like chime in and watch it and and make a TikTok that I can watch. Yeah. Like to prove that we're all right. Like they're in love. There's just there's something. I agree. Oh. Okay, Luke Combs. Yes. Is a little angel this week. So, you know how you can have like an Amazon storefront? Like yeah. anyone can be a seller. Like right. if you were to like look, if you were to Google like, not Google, if you were to search on Amazon like hair scrunchies, there's going to be a million different sellers. And it could literally be like the same product. It could be like this product right here, Slip. Yeah. Like, so many different sellers can sell slip. The same, yeah. The I don't know product. if that's legal or not, but, like, there can be different sellers. And so there's this one girl named Nicole who was selling Luke Combs, like, tumblers. Like, um, what are they called? Like, like not a mug. You know what a tumbler. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like like a travel those, mug. Yeah, like a Starbucks cup looking yes. thing. She was selling them, like, using... I don't know, like fan inspo. I don't know. I don't like, know. If it was like stickers of him, of him or pictures Something. or like signage. Yeah. yeah. She was signing that. She was selling them. She hadn't made a lot. I heard she only made like $400. I don't know if that's true, but she ends From up like getting, Luke Combs branded tumblers. I okay. guess. Yeah. Okay. And she ends up getting sued. So basically, she didn't know it because. I guess in the state that she's from, either it's Florida or Illinois. I forget which one. They're both relevant to the story. I forget how. <laughs> okay. But in whatever state she's from, it you don't have to be served papers in person. It can be you can be served via email. Okay. Which is weird. Like, yeah. That is weird. Because I could just ignore my email indefinitely. Exactly. <laughs> that's how you go to prison, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And she ends up trying to like go into her Amazon account to like, I guess she had like $5,500 in there and she was frozen out. Like she was locked out and she didn't know why. And so she like does some digging. She finds out like in her junk email, there's like a, a, a serve, like she got served oh. by some company. I guess there's like this company that's responsible for going after like big corporations, not like small, small sellers like herself that make counterfeit items. And so they are suing her for $250,000. Wait, which company is suing her? I don't know. I don't know. It didn't say in the article. For what? For selling these, these leukoma items. 250K. She didn't even make 250K. Wait, but why is she getting sued for selling Luke Copy, Combs? Copyright infringement. Of Luke Combs or of like his stuff? Of like, that's so weird. Uh, maybe just putting his face on it. I don't know. Because like, what about everyone on Etsy? That's so, I'm so confused by that. Like fan art? I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Didn't it say that it was, um, she was selling t-shirts and tumblers on Amazon using his likeness. But like. I don't know what that means. Like something like his likeness, like his image, like the way he looks like, his vibe. I don't know. Like screen. But like it's not like him and his team were the ones suing her. So why would anyone else? Like I know Justin Bieber's gotten mad before at like, let's say, um, Zara yeah. for creating like a hoodie with like his face on it that he didn't approve and isn't a part of. Like I get that because it's a big corporation. But like if Luke comes isn't the one who went after her, like who did? So weird. Know. Okay. This so sketchy, she gets sued company. like unnecessarily like trying to be made an example out of or whatever. Yeah. And he finds out about this going on. And I guess like it's really sad. She I heard she has like um, heart failure or something so she she was in the hospital when this all happened she gets out she finds out she got served and I think she like makes a video or something it goes viral he finds out and obviously being the nice guy that he is he's he investigates for her and and I guess it's like kind of too late like it was already like it's too late in court so like he is creating his own um, Tumblr and all the proceeds are going to go to her for her medical bills because she's sick and like Aww. can't afford them and then like the rest for like all of her court fees. What the heck? I know. Wait, that's so that that's terrible. That's terrible. I, there's like situations where like you realize how 
broken the legal system is. You're like, how does this shit happen? I don't know. And he doubled how much she had in her Amazon storefront. So he just gave her $11,000 out of the goodness of his own heart. That's cute of him doing that. That makes me happy. But I'm very, very curious to know how that even happened in the first place. Mm, She pissed off the wrong person. I don't know. Someone saw it, got really triggered and was like, yeah, this girl from Illinois or this girl from Florida, whoever, wherever she's from. Yeah, let's sue her for 250K. Wow. That it's could so literally like ruin your life. Ruin your life. Literally, like, ruin. like file bankruptcy for that. Ruin your entire life. That is so terrifying. Like, I know. It, I think I hear you hear stories like freak stories about things that happen, and you're almost like, is this real? Remember when we were young and you would like hear, and, and this probably was like a rumor because we used to download illegal music, <gasps> LimeWire, LimeWire, oh and gosh. everyone was like, oh my god, I heard there was like a woman who downloaded a you know one ninety nine cent song for free illegally on LimeWire and. She got sued and like found by the government and like put in jail and fined like fifty thousand dollars. I remember when I was in middle school, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I I'm know. gonna like we're gonna lose our house because and that probably wasn't true, but I feel like you hear things like that and you're like, "Wait, that's so scary." Because you could be the person, or because maybe that story was true and maybe like they're gonna pick someone to make an example out of. Exactly. And like, what if you're that person and you're doing something that everyone else does? It's like the Martha Stewart thing. Everyone was doing what she was doing, like the insider trading or whatever. But it wasn't like what she did wasn't that terrible. But it's like they made the example out of her. Obviously, she's still a rich celebrity. So it's a little different. How's she doing But she's good. She's doing good. Yeah. 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 Like friends with Snoop Dogg doing great. But like, I think that that happens sometimes. You're like, what if I'm that one? Terrifying. There can only. He could be the one. Yeah. He could be the one. You know what I'm saying? What is that? Miley Cyrus. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, so the month of December is well on its way. It's upon us. I know we just talked a little bit about how crazy this time of the year is. Well, I know you said you caught up on your sleep this past weekend. This coming weekend, we have some events and things going on. I just feel like it is a true, it's a marathon, the month of December, you have to you have to go into it with a clear goal where you're like, we're going to get through it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exhausting. And we're going to check off all the boxes. I think, though, I know I've been very vocal on the podcast for years now about like the big problem I have with learning how to say no to things and not spreading myself too thin. I think especially like during this month, it's so easy for me to get so caught up and like because it's it's all things I want to do. It's like it's fun right. things like we're having a really fun, you know, we're, we're having like a holiday dinner. We're going to a holiday party. We're having a work event. We're traveling. We're seeing family. We're seeing friends, like things that I love to do. But I always make the mistake of like saying yes to so many things because, you know, in November, I'm like, oh, that'll be fun. This will be fun. I can do this. I can go there. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I haven't slept. I'm so exhausted. My room is a mess. There's clothes everywhere. I don't remember the last time I did laundry. I'm like buying socks every time I'm like at H&M at this point because I just like I'm out of socks. Like, and I feel like it gets kind of crazy. And I always ask myself, I'm like, why do I do this? But I think it comes down to like this inherent fear of not spending time with everyone, not FOMO? doing everyone, not doing it, not doing, not doing everything. Yes, FOMO, like I hate the fear of missing out, but I think it's more like, oh, if I don't show up to this, like this person is going to hate me or like they're not going to want to see me anymore or they're going to be hurt or they're going to be mad at me. And oftentimes I feel like that's something I put on myself. Like it's mm-hmm. not even the case. Do you ever feel like that? Like do you ever feel like, oh, like I feel so guilty saying no because like they're, I'm going to, that, that'll hurt this person's feelings. Yeah. If it's someone that I like care about a hundred percent because like I don't want to let them down. I don't want them to think that like I don't care enough to come. But, like, if it's, like, someone I don't care about, I'm, like, no, I'm not going to put my energy towards yeah, that's something a good- I don't care about. But if it's something I generally want to do and, like, people I like, then, yeah, I feel a little bit more obligated yeah. to go. Such such a good point. I know. I definitely think that you should show up for the people that you care about. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's it's definitely a fine line because showing up for people that you care about, doing things to bless people, I think is so important. But I also think I've been stuck in situations where – in my head, like I am not feeling well and I'm just like not in a good spot mentally. I'm exhausted, long week of work. And let's say you and I had plans to to hang out, to do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, 
really not feeling it. And I need to like, I don't want to feel like I can't cancel because I'm like, oh, if I cancel, then like I'm going to make Abby upset and she's going to, she's not going to like have love for me anymore. Not that I genuinely feel Mm -hmm. that, but that anxiety of like, oh my gosh, like we're not going to be friends if if I don't hang out with her tonight. When in reality, like, I don't think you would feel that way, but that's just something that like I put on myself. I told you the one thing, (laughs) this is stupid. At the end of the day, I'm never going to be mad, but if I'm like getting ready to go out and if I'm getting ready to go out and someone texts me that you know, they can't like I feel like this happened a lot in college. I'd be like secretly waiting for like people to cancel on me. I'm like, oh, like I'm going to wait to the last minute to get ready. To and, get like, ready. Yeah. Hope that like like they're supposed to like text me to like send me that address like, oops, so I hope they never do. <laughs> like if I put mascara on, I'm going out. Yeah. Like if you cancel on me after mascara is on, I'm pissed. <laughs> Not Wait, actually, but that's so something about like taking your makeup off when you have mascara on. I'm like, Ugh. it's so funny. You just said that because a few weekends, weekends ago, we were literally talking about this. Yeah. And we were OK. So me, Gail, Caitlin are it was like we had had like a you know, long day together. Super fun. We were with a bunch of people. And the boys had told us that they were doing this like holiday dinner that the boys. <clears throat> we didn't get invited to and they were gonna go out after and they were like let's all meet up after and like let's go you know to the bar so after we get dinner I'm like okay I'm gonna go back to the apartment put some makeup on because I had like no makeup on all day and I was like I'm not going out looking like this and I remember like the second where it was like I was getting fully ready and then I put mascara on and right then Michael and mystery man were like oh, like there's like a line at this bar, there's a cover. And part of me was like a little annoyed, not because I was like, what the heck, they're ditching us. I or like, put on we can't makeup. meet up with them. But I was like, yeah. it's the mascara. Like you're telling me that I now have to like rub the mascara off my eyes that I just worked. No, nope, so, like that going. is the, the one thing. So I was like, we are going to that bar. We have to pay the balance. We will do whatever it takes to go. Yeah. And we ended up going for literally one hour yeah. to hang out with them, but it didn't matter. Like we needed to leave the house and we needed to go because there was mascara. So you in get the it now. Exactly. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I'm just like so hyped up about <laughs> mascara. It's like one of those things that like, you know, I'm like, Michael, you don't, you don't understand. It's like, no, they mascara. don't. It's, it's, it's annoying difficult. to rub off. It's so annoying. Um, that and foundation, <laughs> the two worst things, I think. No, I would rather scrub off foundation than mascara. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because then it like gets in my eyes. It starts burning and then I'm, I don't know. It's just not fun. True. But to your point, like I would never at the end of the day be mad at you if you cancel on me. I'd be like, okay, see you next time. Yeah. I, but I that's think- because we're like actual friends and like right that's that's a good point and I don't have like like I don't know I feel like there needs to be like a level of understanding where it's like sometimes people just aren't gonna be in the mood and it's not personal yeah that's a good point it's all just about like showing up for people in the ways that matter and I think yeah it definitely depends on what it is it comes down to like quality over quantity quantity Yeah. yeah and there are definitely times in my life like you do things because you want to like bless someone and make them feel like happy and special. And that's really, really important. But I also think that it's important to not spread yourself too thin, try to do everything and be everywhere and be try to be everything to everyone all the time. Because then what starts to happen is you start to get like anxious, stressed, and maybe even like resentful of people too when that happens. Like I know I've had like friends in my life um, that – you know, when we were younger, we would see each other all the time. And it was always like a struggle. It was kind of always on their terms, but I never really voiced that. And it kind of created a, like a wedge in our friendship, you know? So I think it's really, really important to, I don't know, like spend time with people and make it quality time, make it things that you both want to do um, so that it doesn't become like an unhealthy relationship with unhealthy boundaries. Because I was talking to my therapist about this and she was like, it kind of starts to border a little bit on codependency, at least like for myself, when she was like, you're doing things to make people feel happy so that you can therefore therefore feel loved. Like, oh, I'm going to do this for this person because I want to make them happy because then I'm worthy of being loved by them. And it's like, no, like 
this person loves you because they love you. Like mm-hmm. they love you because you're an important part of their life. They care about you. And therefore you should do sweet things for them and show up for them and be kind to them because you want to do those things because you want to bless them, not because you feel like you have to do it to earn love. Like you have the love, right? Like it's important to know that. I think that's a mistake I've made so many times unconsciously in my life of having this belief of like, I need to like fix a situation. I need to fix a person. If this person is anxious, if they're depressed, if they're feeling down, like that means I'm not doing enough. And like, I need to be able to like fix that. But I need to realize like, I'm not a savior. Like it's not me. It's not on me to do that. Like, it's just on me to like love someone and be there for them, but not to like put the burden of their life and their happiness upon myself because then that starts to stress me out too. I, so the thing about boundaries, I feel like it's such like a, it's kind of awkward if you think about it. Like, yeah. Is it like one of those unspoken things that you have between a friend or is it something that like you actually have to have a conversation on? Because I know I definitely lost a friend over not setting boundaries because I felt smothered in the relationship like not that they were too needy it was just like I just felt overwhelmed by like how much whether it's physically or emotionally like it could literally just be like texting like it doesn't even have to be like physically hanging out with them like it's like how how many times are they calling you a day a week a month a year Like, are you constantly texting? Like, I just remember feeling so overwhelmed that instead of, like, having a conversation about it and setting boundaries, I was just like, we're just not friends anymore. Yeah. And that's super sad, but it's just, like, I feel like I was afraid to set boundaries because we had already been friends for a long time and, like, the friendship was already established, but... I mean, obviously, like, when you are friends with someone for a long time, like, you go through different phases of life. You get older. You grow up together. You mature, whatever. You go through different seasons of life. And, you know, like, maybe in college I could text you all day, every day. But, you know, now that we're young adults in the workforce, like, I have a job to do. And, like, I can't be on my phone all day, every day. And... But then you start getting anxious because you're like, okay, I haven't texted this person you know, in a day. And now I'm anxious because they're probably feeling some sort of way. And it's like now you're like living your life in this friendship filled with all this anxiety all the time yeah. where like you're and doing things. they don't things, even know it. Right, that's what I'm saying. And it's like you're doing like things not like- fair to them. You're doing things out of obligation and out of like fear yeah. of like upsetting them or like doing something that would make them unhappy and not for like, the right reasons would be like, oh, I'm talking to this person because I because lo- I like them and I want to talk to them. I want to catch up with them. It's like you're doing, you're making the decision based on like fear and anxiety. And like, you're right. Like sometimes they don't even know. I have a question because like I generally wonder if like this makes me a bad person or not. But I remember like I feel like before Mystery Man and I used to live together, like I lived in this one apartment in Boston for like four or so years I don't know how long it was but it was the first apartment that I lived in when I moved to Boston and I remember that apartment yeah throughout that that time I had a shit ton of roommates you had so many roommates I made so many jokes about it on the podcast like if you I mean if you Nashville listeners listen to the first 20 don't don't listen take our word for it just don't listen yeah yeah everyone else (laughs) take my word for it but I would make jokes about like Oh, yeah, this roommate left for California. This roommate left to go to Colorado. This roommate left to go to Arizona. This roommate, like, it just was nonstop people leaving. And every time that I would get, not every time, because eventually I gave up, but, like, I would get new roommates. And obviously, like, something important to me was, like, being friends with my roommates. Like, I wanted to be friends with my roommates. But I just remember, like, like, sometimes... And I'm literally, guys, I'm not kidding. Like, I had so many roommates. Like, some of them were new to Boston. And some of them, like, didn't have any friends here. And, like, right, um, I would feel obligated to bring them around. Like, and, like, almost, like, supply them with a friend group. That like, being our friend group. Right. Or, like, like, anything that they need. You've yeah. met a few of them. And this does not apply to Tori. If you're listening, I love you so much. Um, 
none of this applies to Tori. But, um, like, other people that you've met, like, like, it just, like, didn't work out. But I felt like I had to. Yes. And I didn't want to. Right. Because, like, I – but this is why I think I'm a bad person is because, like, I don't like entertaining people. Like, like even, like – like hosting people like if they're gonna like sleep over for the weekend I'm like I would just rather not yeah like I know what you mean does that make it's, me a bad friend then no I don't think it makes you a bad friend I think that is that you, just setting boundaries like I yeah. would love to spend time with you but I don't want to have a sleepover or yeah I would love to spend time with you one-on-one but like I don't want to bring you around my friend group because you don't know anyone you just have like babysit. a certain like social battery social capacity social capacity and like the way you operate, the way you show love and caring about someone is just like it's different than someone else. And I think that's okay. It doesn't make you like a bad person at all. Um, it's just, I mean, hosting is is exhausting. A lot of people don't like it. I think that's super normal. That doesn't take anything away. But like you said, I think setting expectations with people and just letting them know, hey, like this is just not where I thrive or this this exhausts me. Like that's that's then okay. I feel like a bad friend. By but like also we've talked about this before too, where some people I feel like I could spend all my time with. Like when I'm with you, me, you know, Mystery Man, um, Michael, my best friend, Ashley, Caitlin, Janine, George, like all of them. It's like people that truly, truly like know me and are my people, obviously my family, my sister, my parents, et cetera. Like I could feel like I could spend unlimited amount of time with them and I feel fine, refreshed, energized because I'm truly being myself. Sometimes like I feel like the roommate this situation that you just described is like I'm sitting there and I'm like are they is this person happy or what, what are they, they are, what do they think about are they having fun do they like are Boston? they getting along do they hate it here do they feel like they have no friends do they feel lonely do they feel anxious and I'm thinking about that and it's like a constant loop going through my head where I'm like overcompensating now yeah to like try to make sure that this person's comfortable and happy and has everything and but I just want to at the extent of like literally like burning myself out and it's like that person never asked me to even do that right and I feel like that's almost where I get exhausted where sometimes I'm with people I don't know as well, and I find myself getting socially drained. But then I'm like, how can I hang out with the close people in my life all the time and I don't get drained? Well, it's just, it's different part of my brain that's working. And obviously you and I are very different, but we just have different things that work for us. And like, I think, I think that's okay. But I think it just goes back to what you were saying about, it's not on you to, like, it's, yes, it's on you to be a good roommate. It's on you to, you know, be compassionate and be there for someone and give someone instructions and maybe show them like, hey, like here are a few places in the city you should go out to eat and stuff. But that doesn't mean you need to be the person that like changes someone's life. And I feel like it's hard yeah. to like not try to be that person sometimes where it's like I have this new roommate and like I need to make sure that she has the perfect group of friends and she has everything and I'm going to supply it to her because what I realized over time and it's just about me personally is like, I'm like, Shannon, <laughs> Bitch, how conceited are you that you think that you're like, I've done this so many times, like someone I work with where like they're like, ha they're, you know, they're a little off or they're having a bad week or something. And I'm like, I can fix it. And I'm going to like, no, I'm like, how conceited am I that I believe I can change someone's life? Like, I can't like I'm a, I'm a human and I have my own shit just like anyone does do the best I can. I'll pray for them. I'll be there for them. I'll be a friend. But like, I can't put their happiness on my shoulders because my shoulders ain't big enough for that. Like I can't physically do that. So I do think there's something a little bit refreshing about letting go. Cause it's like, there's, you, you can't do it anyway. So like, don't try. <laughs> it sounds so bad. So do you think it's unspoken or do you think like you should have a conversation with your friends? It's tough. I think, um, I think it depends on like what stage you're in. Um, of the, of the situation. Like if you're in really, really deep, like I've been in really deep in like codependent friendships before yeah. where it's almost like I am this person's like, you know, they're, Lifeline. they're going through this and like, yeah. they're calling me and it's, you know, it's three in the morning. And like, if I don't answer, I'm like, are they okay? Like, right. is everything going to be okay? Do they have anyone else? I think if you're in a situation like that, I do think that like a conversation probably is warranted where it's like, Hey, like this is, you know, maybe starting to affect me in this way. It doesn't take away from how much I love you. And like, I want to be here for you, but like, I want to make sure our relationship stays like healthy and that we can help each other, et cetera. I think that might be necessary. I think that, um, if that hasn't happened yet, and let's say like you have the new roommate that you maybe feel like anxiously wanting to be everything for her, even though like deep down, you don't really feel like you need to do that or want to do that. Or, 
you have that new friend or like a work, like a colleague and stuff. I think not even like getting there with the boundaries in general, like almost setting expectations without even needing to. Like you can be pleasant and be nice and be like, oh, like here's something I advise you to do. Or, oh, like I recommend you go to this restaurant, but you don't need to bring them everywhere with you and stuff. Like I feel like if you don't cross the boundaries in the first place, like they're usually going to be healthy. But I think the problem is that a lot of us, it comes from a really good place of like wanting to help, but we cross the line. And then all of a sudden that person is like now depending on it, or at least you you think that they're depending on it. And that's when it gets unhealthy. At least in my experience, yeah. that's what's happened. Sometimes they are though. And that that's when it feels suffocating. Like when they actually are depending on it. And I know that's my biggest regret personally is not setting boundaries. Cause it's like, you can change the situation if you want to. You just have to put in the energy and the effort to make it change because nothing nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. That's true. You need to, like, have conversations, be there for someone, like, direct them and, like, give them good, sound advice. Some people might need to be directed towards, um, you know, professional help. Like, I think it's important to be there for someone. But you just don't need to be someone's everything because also we've talked about before, like, humans were extremely unstable. Like I go through shit all the time. So mm-hmm. if I'm someone's like full dependency, like I go up and down, like I have bad days and like they can't put their full dependence on me. Cause like, I'm not a dependable source of that <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. I think, I think with friends, it's one thing, but like this can go so much deeper and like, maybe we'll have to dive into this in another episode, but like, like even with like family yeah like there's so many like expectations with family and like showing up and like you want to like maybe you're trying to figure out like okay how am I going to split the holidays with my boyfriend this year like you want to make your family happy but then it's like okay well like I also want to be happy too and like live my life and like start new traditions but it's like you don't want to hurt them there's just so many complex situations where I feel like at least for me personally like just going through life like I never know what the right thing is to do and I'm kind of just winging it that's so true and at the end of the day like none of us know yeah none of us know the right answer and even like I think like the one thing that I have heard recently is that like you have to remember that like our parents our grandparents, everyone above us is also experiencing life for the first time. No one has all the answers. And like, you have to like give people grace. But again, it's hard because you don't want to let people down. You don't want to, you know, isolate people. Like I I know how it feels to be alone. And like, I would never want to do that to someone. But at the same time, you have to like think about yourself too. Yeah. And put put yourself first sometimes too. Yeah. And I also... So you can do both. I think that oftentimes it's the person that you're maybe could be the most um, like let down by or like hurt by when maybe they're not, not that they're like not spending time with you, but you're like, oh, like this person, like, I don't know. Like, I think the easiest comparison I can make is to a romantic relationship. Like he's not, you know, doing X, Y, Z or like he doesn't want to spend like New Year's Eve with me. I don't know, whatever it is. And like that hurts you to the point where like it's so it feels like almost detrimental. I think that it, it makes sense to be hurt. Like I get that feeling, but it's also kind of reevaluating like again, like your boundaries and trying to figure out like why is my entire like mood and feelings about myself as a human being characterized by an interaction with another person. Um, yes. Because I think so, a lot of us do it in you know, you make someone, you're everything. You might not even be aware that you're doing it. Like, I know I've done it. And it's like, okay, like, my parents, like, I love them so much. But, like, they have to be, they're my parents. And I love them. And they're my friends, too. But they're my parents. My sister is my sister. Michael's my fiance. My friends are my friends. My coworkers are my coworkers. But, like, they can't be my entire world. And they can't be my everything. You they said just fiance. fiance. I know I said fiance. You said, that's the first time I heard you, uh, what's the word, willingly say it. Yeah, I know. I know. It just like I kept saying boyfriend the other day and someone was like, isn't he your fiance? And I was like, Ugh, I have to like stop saying boyfriend. It's just so hard. 
But do you have any updates for us for the baddies for, for anything? The, no, no, no updates. Okay, I'll I, keep checking. I, it's, it was tough because of traveling last week and then getting back. It's been so crazy. But I promise that as I when I know something, you guys will know something at least to an extent. Um, I think we're gonna start planning things in the new year. No, new I know year. you said that. I just just felt like checking. Yeah, you just wanted to like check just, in. Just, just a little, just a little check in. Just a little sneaky peeky for the baddies. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all we have this week. Guys, one more week until Christmas vacation. I hope you guys are getting some time off this year. I know we are. We're getting ready to go to Montreal, which is insane. I've never been to Canada. You've never been to Canada? Nowhere. Wait. I've never been. No, you'd never been to Canada. I'm so excited. I've heard really good things about Montreal. Fun. Wait, okay. It's so funny because the I've been to Montreal like a few times. A few? Wow. Well, we used to go a lot in college randomly, like because the drinking oh, age you're was eighteen. Like up north. Yeah, we're yeah. like in New Hampshire, so we'd go to we'd go to Montreal kind of a lot. Michael and I went a few times, and then I went. But every time I go, it's either in the summer, which is perfect, obviously, right. or I, I've been in like January and February like two or three times now, huh. which is hilarious because it's freezing. Like, why would you go? I know, I'm, I'm ready to be cold and miserable. I don't know why we didn't choose like a beach for New Year's. I do recommend though, I was talking to someone about this um, the other day where they were like, oh, you're going to Montreal. I'm like, yeah, every New Year's, like we try at least to the best of our ability. Like sometimes we have other plans, but we try to do like a friend's trip to a new place every year. And I feel like this year we were like, we want to go skiing, but we want to do something a little different. And like there's Mount Montremblant or whatever. Like an hour and a half away. Yeah. In, like an hour and a half outside of Montreal. And then the city itself is so fun for New Year's. I feel like it kind of worked. Plus it's drivable for everyone. So best of both worlds. If you're listening to this, maybe Montreal, maybe that's the place if you haven't booked anything yet. Yeah. Come through. Come through. Come through. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Follow us on Instagram. It's drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork. No underscore. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, if you're looking for New Year's Eve plans, join our private Facebook group. It's yes. linked in our IG bio. Just click on the Hoobie link. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.